You're listening to DraftKings Network. Tonight on the cool against will Mbappe ever get to play with Messi? Who knows? Is Ronaldo, Cristiano Ronaldo, going to go to PSG? Nothing makes sense in Europe right now. Also, Carly Lloyd announces her retirement. We praise, we show some love and respect uh, to one of the goats in American soccer. That's right. Plus, we talk to Jess Matana. You know her from the Dan Levitard show. You also know her from our show. We talk about cafecitos. We meet Charlie the Crack Pipe. And we also talk about what it's like being in Miami. That and more today on the Cooligans! Yo, it's me, Dave Vianich here, and I've been hanging out with the Cooligans, having a nice, and I hope you've been having a nice too. Yes. Come on. <laughs> well, hello. Welcome. How are you doing, girl? Yo, what's good? Girl? <laughs> you know, we're just going to make this a nice, fun, light chat. You know, yeah. it's just a look. Look, just just watch us catch up. You know? It's the view. That's what you turn into, right? <laughs> Welcome to the Cooligans. My name is Christian Polanco. I'm Alexis Guerrero-Rose. Right, we are your favorite stand-up comedians that host the funniest soccer show right here on Football Sports Network. It's also the... Yeah, I was just waiting for them to say it themselves. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> when I okay. say we're the, you say go. Little call and response. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> you already know what it is. How have you been, Christian? I've been I've been well, okay? Uh or I, I like some Arsenal players, I am unwell. Okay. Uh, <laughs> Already? Already we're going to roast? I feel like my team roasted themselves, Christian. Don't do this to me. No, we have uh, an exciting show today, Alexis, because we're going to be joined uh, by one of the co-hosts of the Levitard show, uh, Levitard and Friends, uh, very right. own uh, Jessica Smetana uh, coming through. We're going to be talking about uh, a, a lot of everything going on in Miami right now, okay? <laughs> you sound like we're gonna break down the news in Miami. <laughs> what is happening? What Cuban person is disrespecting another Cuban person? Really? Yeah, we gotta we gotta there. sort out the local politics of Miami. That's because right. Because what's my tia doing down there? <laughs> Tell me, Jess. <laughs> I, Jess is on the ground to, to let us know why Alexis is Diaz doing. She's like they're uh, using a lot of hands to speak. I think they're trying to land an airplane. <laughs> uh, so uh, a lot to cover today uh, in in American soccer in European uh, football. Uh, let's start with the, you know, we a couple weeks ago, we were talking about all Messi and, and all the news, him going to PSG, the collapse of Barcelona, the country, not just the team. Okay? Yeah, yeah, this no, the a- GDP has dropped <laughs> because Messi left. not a good move. <laughs> Did you see that uh, what, um, Michael Jordan made 6 million euros off of Messi being on PSG? Did you see that? He made six million euros just for him signing there, or like jersey sales because of the like shirt that. sales. Okay, they, they're it's Jordan brand, right? I understand that. So, I don't, but you just said he just made six million, like he's Messi's agent. You know, no, yeah, yeah. He, he calls up Messi. He's like, "You're moving to where? <laughs> I didn't I beat that. Didn't I destroy that uh, that city when we played okay. there? Look, you're gonna play for the Chicago Bulls. We're gonna make it work. All right? I, somehow use your feet. We'll figure it out. We'll change the rules. I'm Jordan. Yeah, he made 6 million euros. That's how much money 
has been made. I think it was 130,000 shirt sales like in the first day yeah. of Messi being there. So it's big news. But the thing we were looking forward to is the fact that it's going to be, yo, the front four is going to be messy. Uh, you know, uh, Mbappe, Neymar, possibly Di Maria. It mm-hmm. looks like one of those might be leaving. And those of you who got your fingers crossed saying, please be Di Maria, are not getting your wish. It might right. be it might it be like Mbappe. Mbappe. Mbappe might be, uh, you know, left out of this uh, this exciting time. Uh, left out. PS- he might be piecing out. He might be the one. <laughs> Supposedly, he wants to get out. In fact, I don't know if you saw, like, there's a picture of him and Messi. And they're both smiling and talking, but... There's a coldness to it, you know? <laughs> there's an uncomfortability there. Yeah, he there's put, a, he just put it, it it's like I I ain't gonna learn what I ain't gonna learn Spanish for you, and the other guy's like, I ain't gonna learn French for you, all right? Uh-huh. <laughs> He's like, I heard, I heard we're gonna play with only one ball. I don't know how that's gonna work out, Chief. You know? It's it, I don't it's like oil and water, these two apparently. They I don't know, they don't get along or I guess Mbappe isn't happy with him being there, but I, how the, is the it rumor possible? Is, how is it possible that Messi and Mbappe may not get along, but Messi and Sergio Ramos are homies, dapping up, literally. Bro, I think you <laughs> solved it. Mbappe never two-foot Messi, and I think you solved it. You got to clatter That's, into him. <laughs> two-footing Messi is his love language, okay? Yeah. That's how, you, how he connects. <laughs> like, you know, with me, like, if you don't roast me, I'm like, oh, we ain't friends. You feel me? That's how Messi is. He's like, I don't have one... One a boot mark on the bottom of my ankle we got from so, you. So because of Mbappe's, uh, you know, he doesn't want to renew his contract at PSG. They don't want to lose him uh, for free. So, uh, but he tried to like- cool those rumors by putting up that photo and saying, "Can't wait to play with you." But the way he wrote it, the photo itself, that made everyone go like, oh, they're definitely, he's definitely leaving. <laughs> <laughs> okay. This is about to end in divorce. Dang, we, can, we all know. Uh, but so, so because of Mbappe's uh, uh, rumored uh, leaving. Going to Real and, Madrid. And possibly going to Real Madrid. Um, there's a they'll have there's a spot open essentially, and now because PSG has, is the most popular club on earth, mm-hmm. uh, the uh, the other rumor is that uh, Cristiano Ronaldo could possibly move to PSG, create this wild super. Again, we were talking about this before. Like there, there's no super league, but this is the next option. This right, is the, the monsters are getting stronger. Uh, although I don't know that he makes them stronger. And also he put out like kind of, I mean, I don't want to say cryptic because it maybe it didn't have like anything explicitly said in it, but it said a lot. Ronaldo put up a thing saying like, you know what? Uh, enough with the transfer rumors, you know, the chapter with Real Madrid, because there were rumors that he'd go back to Real Madrid. Right. That chapter's done in my life. Uh, that's happened. And basically saying like, yo, quit talking about me moving. I want to stay in Juventus. But he didn't specifically say that. I don't. Here's my theory. I everyone says like, oh, I it's you'd want to see these two play together at some point in this generation. And I think that's where we're lucky that we have like all star games here in the U.S. where we get to see like two great players that normally would never, never be able to play on the same team. We get to see them play together. But I don't think he would make that move because one, he's a lot older. Messi's still a bit more in his prime. And I think it'll answer the question as to who's better, because I think Messi's going to show him up. You know what I mean? You don't want to yeah. be on the same team with There's having the no other way. person be better than you. I mean, you just mentioned having one ball. And if it's one ball between Ronaldo, Neymar, and Messi, bro, there's no, there's going to be zero assists in this game. There's not, nobody's going to, there's not going to no. be. No one's ever going to do a dummy in this. In the, <laughs> yeah, everyone's going to be like, give me the ball, give me the ball, give me the ball. 
no. it's going to be too much. I just don't think I don't think at this age, maybe two, three years ago, like when when Ronaldo made the move to uh, Juventus, I could have seen somehow it working out where they play together. I think he probably still would have. But I think he's so he's so egotistical, so narcissistic that he's like, if I go there and Messi has more goals than me, it's going to be horrific. That dressing room alone. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Look, I, 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 the best move for him, stay in Serie A, uh, especially since Lukaku left. Inter is, is a weaker team. Uh, Juve struggled to make it to Champions League. They have a better chance now of, of you know, winning the Scudetto this time around because, the, the I mean, last year was a weird year for a lot of teams, and it was uh, difficult to adjust. But the, him going to PSG would be just bonkers, just Point, pointless. It just would be unnecessary and just a just a, a, a an exorbitant amount of wealth and and really just making fun of us poor people. You know what yeah. I mean? It is for everyone, <laughs> yeah. For everyone making fun of uh, you know PSG and saying, "Oh, they're this that." All these players they signed were basically free. <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> Messi was free. People forget that they didn't buy Messi. Messi was free. I mean, they're paying him a ton of money, but he was free. Getting Ronaldo at that point is just like. How many cherries you want on this Sunday, my guy? <laughs> I feel like it's a lot of Maragino on top of your... Uh... Yeah, this roster is fattening. Tone yeah. it down. <laughs> All right, let's talk a little bit about Premier League. Uh, I'm sure you saw this weekend Arsenal won 17 and nothing. It was pretty incredible. Interesting. Did anyone okay. else see that? Because that's what I saw. <laughs> is that the Arsenal multiverse? <laughs> yeah. What, what Just, reality was that? You know what? I shut off my internet. No one tell me what happened. <laughs> uh, I refuse to find out. No. Let's talk a little bit about Harry Kane uh, because he did show up to Tottenham. Uh, he's been what extending his vacation apparently, and apparently it didn't Just matter. Chilling, you it know? didn't matter Look, at all. Some people, some people have taken that Euros loss a little harder than others. Uh-huh. Okay, <laughs> really have not recovered. Well, you know what he's doing? He's going to every country right that played in the Euros, <laughs> so he's going to be gone for a while. You guys, he's going, he's visiting, he's paying homage, <laughs> he's trying to right that wrong. Yeah. You know, <laughs> but apparently it didn't matter. Look, they beat City, and I think I think Tottenham have beaten uh, Manchester City. I think four times. Or the Pep Guardiola Manchester City four times without Harry Kane. Like, uh, such a weird stat. But yeah, I don't want to say they didn't look like they missed the beat. They certainly looked like they were up for it a bit more than City. But you you want Harry Kane. He's a pretty good uh, he's a pretty good striker. I've heard a few good things about him, you know? <laughs> you want him. So the, the rumor was that he was going to travel with the team to go play um, the uh, Portuguese team that they're playing in the Europa Conference, Pacos de Ferreira. Uh, everyone, right? Everyone's heard of them. <laughs> World My beaters. favorite club. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> uh, I did not say Tacos de Ferreira. That is Pacos de Ferreira. Uh, he's, but he didn't go. He didn't travel. And there's there's rumors that he might be getting sold to City. There's rumors that, I mean, he's come out and basically he gave that like weird Instagram post where he was like, I've been here. My whole life, <laughs> and I love you guys, but none of it said I ain't leaving. You know, really, just uh, a doth protest too much. Uh, a little, you know, a bit of that. The the the, the last uh, uh, headline I saw was essentially that that city was going to offer 125 uh, million pounds for him, and uh, and Tottenham uh, and Daniel Levy of Tottenham uh, refuses to accept this. Uh, so this is, is well, look, he has a long contract. We talked about this before. They right. don't have to sell him, right? You could keep him for the next few years, but do you really want someone that doesn't want to be there? And also, if you get a hundred something million, buddy, sell. What are you doing? Yeah, I, 
Look, at Tottenham this. is like that house that has like the skyscraper built around it, you know, like they refuse to sell. <laughs> and now your backyard is an air conditioning unit for a 74 story building. Yeah, the uh, I, the biggest problem you can have, uh, you know, in 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 soccer is having a player who does not want to play. Mm-hmm. Right. Uh, or is disgruntled. It's it's other sports a little bit in baseball. If you're a disgruntled player, what are you going to not swing at the at the ball like you can't. Because it ruins your value. <laughs> it ruins your value if you don't play those sports. For some reason in soccer, nah, I can't. Go go vacationing. <laughs> Who cares? You're still $130 million to us. It's just, yeah, it's just such a a, a, a different skill set. And, and the, the negotiating is just it's just so different. But if you it affects so many other parts of, of the team if you have even just one player that is not really excited to be there right, right. so uh the, you gotta say with, with this the way this is being handled you we're leaning more towards i can't imagine harry kane coming back the fans loving that he's there and everybody like the the fact that this is a, a poor of a situation tottenham are in that you know that that Tottenham fans are struggling just they want some success that they would gladly take this man who's disrespected the team they're simping they're simping for <laughs> they're Harry simping. Kane for Harry Kane and also yeah. Loki everyone talks about how great of a guy him Ming son is you saw the pros game conference they were asking him about Harry Kane not being there and he was like we are he kind of had like a cheeky smile but he was like hey man we're a team and you know we, we would love to have all great players back I think low-key, he wants him to leave because I think he wants this to be his team. I think he's clearly good enough. I think he wants to be the superstar. He's never going to come out and say because he's like the good guy, you know? Yeah. And he's a, he's a good boy. And look at him. He's like a, <laughs> he's like a uh, you know, an Eagle Scout out there. But nah, <laughs> low-key, I think he wants to be that star. That would be kind of cool. You know, we're not used to seeing, especially uh, players come out of Asia, play in Europe, play in the, and, and just be the, like, vocal and, and kind of arrogant leader i would love that version of young min son i mean he does that on the pitch the way he plays the way he scores the goal he scored he, he scored the the lone goal to, to which to was an incredible City. Goal. uh uh and and i love he he does his celebrations are a little bit like you know he does one of these yeah, yeah, like yeah. yeah this is this is all mine i built this stadium yeah you know? so your son <laughs> just did that to you you know what i mean i think he's he wants He's cocksure. You know what I mean? <laughs> okay. So look, uh, so let's talk about the uh, the, the uh, other, you know, the, the red side of uh, of North London. Right. We um, had a preseason match last week. Don't worry. Season <laughs> starts for us this, <laughs> this week. <laughs> we'll get them, boys. Yeah. Okay. You know, it's just the warm-up game was a little rough, but we'll figure it out. Well, again, we're um, generous. We allowed Brentford to win. It's their first match in the Premier League, but it's cool. Because we got Martin Odegaard coming for the next match. <laughs> Look out, Chelsea. Yeah. <laughs> this is the big news. Just uh, 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 you know, a few minutes before we're, we're taping this, uh, Martin Odegaard, who, who was on loan last season, uh, will be playing uh, for Arsenal as a, a, a permanent player he will be he'll get the the gunner he'll be branded with the, with the gunner you know how it's, it, it's, it's really it's messed up once a, you know once a gunner always a gunner you, yeah you've heard it before yeah i, um, I hate but, the fact that we brand our players but look rules are you know <laughs> tradition is tradition but what do you think is this going to change arsenal's uh future especially for the for this season so look the one thing we all right here's you sign martin odegaard now go out and sign someone for him to pass the ball to. Because if uh, Obama ain't a lot, because there's rumors that unwell means they were unhappy and had a bit of a, uh, 
had a bit of a, a you know argument with um, Arteta, and then there's some people saying that they have COVID, but no, nobody wants to say it because it was yeah. like a mini COVID outbreak uh, in the Arsenal training. Wh- whichever the case, if it's if it's COVID, please recover mini, quickly. Little, 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 little baby COVID, cutesy, just a sweet COVID. little little COVID <laughs> COVID uh, COVID eight to nine as opposed to nineteen. <laughs> oh, he's a kid. Um, if that's true, then please recover. If it's that they don't want to play and they have a bad attitude. Then get them off the thing. We have to find someone right. else to pass the ball to to score. And that's the one thing we don't have. But creativity in the midfield is great because if Granite Shaka is your most creative midfielder, bruh, you done messed up. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Some big news in American soccer the announcement of the retirement of Carly Lloyd. She will be uh, she will be done at the end of the NWSL season. She'll have a couple uh, more U.S. Women's National Team matches as a, as a send-off. Uh, and we'll talk a lot more about that with Jess Smetana uh, in a little bit. So let's talk Coming about... Up, yeah, right out a little uh, bit. Yeah, so let's talk about some, uh, some MLS stuff real quick. Portland against seattle this it was went swimmingly huh <laughs> <laughs> yeah right they didn't gut the fish as much as the fish really thrived okay yeah yeah, yeah. i feel like <laughs> the fish evaded being gutted here <laughs> um uh seattle wins this game six to two at providence park this was a uh, a shock i think for uh timbers uh supporters the the the, the staff they've never this uh, one of the worst losses in timbers history just against any team uh but but also to, the rivalry and also the goals that were scored were mostly all golazos i mean <laughs> there were two the Rui diaz goal and um what was the name? Jimmy Madronda. Was, oh, the Madronda one. Oh, my God. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, the power behind some of these shots is just, I mean, this is a rough way. It's 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 rough to lose 6-2, to two, but then when two out of those six goals were, like, you know, top of sports center highlight level, yeah. you're like, no, because you're just going to keep <laughs> seeing it over yeah. and over and over when again. You're not, you're, if, you're, if it's an MLS game and a rivalry game uh, and you make it to sports center, somebody it's not good for you right yeah. <laughs> something somebody, happened somebody caught a body in order for that to happen <laughs> but the the Rui Diaz um I, and and we got to really uh praise this man because he he remember he had the the like half field goal against Austin FC uh, a couple weeks ago when when Seattle had just fielded i think five teenagers uh th- this Rui Diaz has been uh I mean, he has to be up for MVP. Uh, he he has been a. I mean, he's he's been great as soon as he got to Seattle, but he is really showing, especially since Jordan Morris got hurt and and didn't obviously didn't return to Seattle. He has been an absolute star player. That free kick was violent. Mm-hmm. Uh, that goal was where I was like, I I clutch. I had to clutch my pearls. I had to go out and buy pearls <laughs> yep. to clutch. Pause the TV. <laughs> get in the car. Go buy pearls. Come back. Put it on. Hit play, and then clutch them. I mean, when you look at what Rui Diaz has been able to do, like you know, in basketball they say like, yo, this dude is a bucket, right? Like he can score wherever he wants. I mean, I think Rui Diaz is the closest we have to that in MLS at this moment. It just seems like he has that knack for goal. Like, no matter what he wants to do, he'll find a way to score. And some of them are like, you know, poacher-style goals. Some of them are soft passes into the back of the net. Some of them, he's like, I hate this net, and I want to <laughs> break it, you know? I it's just, it's absolutely impressive. And, I mean, you know, I don't know if you're, if you're Portland Change has got to be made. You know what I mean? Like, my first question was, how many teenagers did Portland start? Because 6-2 to two for your biggest rivalry, 
that's a tough way to go out. Yeah, and you got to think about what happens to, uh, you know, they, they got rid of Jeremy Bobasi. Like, Timbers have to make some moves. Uh, also, this was the retirement for our friend Rodney Wallace. Rodney Wallace retires. No, come on. Don't How ever retire do him again. <laughs> <laughs> it's his fault. You got, they got to sign him. They got to just give him. You're going to have to play another decade, Rodney. Sorry. Yeah, my bad, <laughs> homie. That one-day contract wasn't enough. We need you out there. <laughs> uh, okay, the other thing we got we had to mention is uh, – uh, uh, MLS All-Star. We are going to be in Los Angeles for That's MLS right. All-Star. And uh, we have a, a really fun thing that we're going to be doing. We're going to be part of the live show, uh, that of Me- Mexican soccer show. We had Amelia Lopez uh, on here uh, a couple a couple months ago. Uh, we had Wiso Vasquez on our Twitch show. Uh, and uh, so we're going to join them as guests on the Mexican uh, soccer show live uh, that will be. Uh, it's going to be in a place called La Chuperia in downtown. You heard, <laughs> you heard that right, folks. <laughs> Uh, what happens there, bro? <laughs> okay, La Chuperia. That's because that's the slang. That's like the Mexican slang for for drinking alcohol. Oh, I know, but not for us. <laughs> okay, all right. What 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 have we gotten ourselves into? I um, know. What what exactly is this live show? Is this in Tijuana or is this? <laughs> Why is this in the red light district? Damn. Uh, <laughs> do do we work there or are we just exactly. gonna get so, to enjoy? Uh, August 23rd, 7 p.m. Pacific time. Uh, come through. Uh, it should be really fun. And you can get more uh, details on uh, follow Mexican Mex Soccer Show at Mex, Mex Soccer Show on Twitter for more details. So uh, do that. Okay. On some other uh, Los Angeles news, we wanted to uh, take t- some time uh, to really send out uh, a lot of love, uh, a big hug. Uh, be You know, Sebastian Legette was recently on our show mm-hmm. and uh, recently mentioned uh, some news of the passing of his sister, uh, Viviana, Viviana Legette. Yeah. Legette. So, uh, we, we, look, I mean, it, obviously a very difficult time for the Legette family. We just sending a, a, a lot of uh, thoughts, prayers, uh, uh, a, a lot of love. Uh, so we, we just hope uh, you, uh, you know, the whole family as well. Yeah. Condolences from all of us here at uh, Cooligans and uh, Fubo TV and Fubo Sports Network. I uh, really sorry to hear the news. Thank you so much for listening to this podcast. I just want to bring it with a word from one of our sponsors. I see you, you being Gully Squad. Oh, my God. Gully Squad is the absolute incredible. By the way, if you're not a member of Gully Squad, what are you waiting for? Just go to SoccerCooligans.com slash Gully Squad and join. First of all, you get absolutely amazing access to us, Christian and I. We're always in there. This is the place we focus on. We text back the most. If you want to share a picture of your pizza and say, yo, Alexis, roast them. Nah, fam, join Gully Squad. That's where that happens in the Rate My Pizza room in our Slack. It's absolutely incredible. We've got stuff from comedy, coffee, beer, wine, liquor, food stuff, general stuff. They're coming up with the Gulliest Kid, uh, Inferior Sports, which is where we talk about everything else. we got an MLS Pick'em going on in there, music, pets. It's such incredible stuff. And by the way, anytime we have a guest, uh, what happens is we post that in Gully Squad. They find out about it first, and it's cool that they don't leak that information. They're awesome people. And we ask them if they have any questions for whether it's famous coaches or players or a journalist, whoever it is that we have as a guest on our show. And those are the only questions that we ask. So if you would love to ask some of these famous people some questions, anyone from Zach, uh, you know, Zach Steffen to... Landon Donovan to Michelle Akers, you know, legend in the women's game, anyone like that. If you've always wanted to ask them a question, the only way you're going to get a chance to do that is if you are in Gully Squad. So again, go to soccercooligans.com slash Gully Squad, or you could just go to shoutstous.com. Join now. All right, Christian, our guest is here. And I mean, let's roll out the red carpet here, huh? Let's go. You know, I'm excited because I, uh, we have both met 
our next guest in person. Mm-hmm. But the first time and only time I met her uh, was with a mask. So I've only seen the top of half of her face. Uh, so now... <laughs> what a big reveal! Huh? <laughs> <laughs> what an exciting time for us. Well, I mean, you guys probably know her from all the different Dan Levitard stuff. But we know her from Christian only seeing the top of her face. Uh, Ladies and gentlemen, uh, really proud to have her on the show. The one and only. Put your hands together for Jess Smetana, everybody. Jess, what's up? Was I supposed to clap? I clapped. Yeah. No, you should clap for yourself. If you don't toot your own horn, you don't hear music. Come on now. That is so true. And it is so great to see the bottom of both of your faces. Yes, right? Mine is basically, with a beard, it basically looks like I'm wearing mostly a mask anyway. Uh, why don't we, why don't we start with, why don't we start with where, uh, you know, you being the sole female voice on these, on the overwhelmingly dude <laughs> thing of, uh, you know, Dan Levitard's show and everything that goes around it. Uh, why don't you talk about how that happened? Well, um, I was working at Sports Illustrated, worked there for the last three years, and then I got a call from the executive producer of the Levitard show and asked if I would be interested in joining. But with the um, asterisk being like, you have to move to Miami. And I think he knew what he was doing because he called me in February while I was in New York City. And so the (laughs) thought of moving to Miami was like really just sounded really, really nice. So things kind of got like the ball got rolling from there. And then, yeah, I ended up moving down to Miami after uh, living in New York City for the last five years. So it's been quite an adjustment because it is hot down here. And I know it's hot in New York. Alexis, you said it's like 90 degrees right now in New York but like Miami is just I can't go outside without just being like a sweat like shower (laughs) like just showered in sweat like sweats just everywhere it's dripping off my face it's on my clothes it's disgusting yeah your body's adjusted for New York City now all of a sudden you got Miami weather (laughs) right and we I I had just seen uh on social media you have posted you went to a Marlins game uh, and you, with you were with homie, our friend Jenny, Jenny Chu, Chu yeah, yeah. Uh, as well. Uh, but uh, apparently, uh, who somebody who was it that lost very very badly? <laughs> it was the Cubs, my former MLB team. But the Marlins actually sent me this very nice gift basket. I got a Derek Jeter <laughs> gift basket when I moved to Miami, and they welcomed me into Marlins fandom. So I'm wearing my Marlins shirt right now. Interesting. Um, a message to all of the. Sports teams out there, I'm very easily bought. If you want to give me a gift basket with jerseys and merch and bobbleheads, like I will root for your team and I'll post about how great the food is at your stadium. So yeah, very, very much a sellout there. You probably had the easiest route to getting a Derek Jeter gift basket, by the way, <laughs> historically, if the, if the reports okay, yeah, are true. Uh, he didn't just give them to influencers. You no. Know? <laughs> I mean, so it good. depends, right? This <laughs> is the new Jeter, I guess. Him. Yeah. Uh, let's talk about the pin that's on your shirt, though, because mm-hmm. uh, this is near and dear to my heart, and I got to find a way to get this. Is that a the little cafecito you get with a colada? It is. His name's Tito Cafecito, like Tito the Cafecito, I think. I found this in Wynwood this weekend. I think it's a I think it's Miami Supply Company. I think it's their design and it's like a little like the little cups that you get with the cafecito and he's got a little like face and arms and feet. He's very cute. So I I bought it. I had to buy it. I've got it. That is the cutest probably what? Uh image of a what should really be considered a drug. At this point, because I grew up drinking Cuban coffee. My grandfather used to give me Cuban coffee when I was 
like, you know, at six years old. And my mother's oh, like, you God. really shouldn't be feeding this to him. And he's like, it's in our blood, you know? And I think it <laughs> explains why I am the way I am today. Did you ever have cafecitos in New York or is this a new thing since moving to Miami? Well, the first time I had it was during Super Bowl, whatever it was in Miami last year in 2020, Super Bowl LIV, I guess 44. Some Roman numeral guy will correct me on the internet for that. Um, but yeah, the, that was the first time I tried them and I got hooked. And it's funny that you mentioned that, like you were having them when you were six years old. Like this is like a cute little cartoon cafecito guy. It's kind of like the equivalent of like if you had like a cigarette or something with like a cute face and you're marketing it to kids because that's how addicting <laughs> yeah. Yeah, yeah. these things are. Like I started drinking it the first time I came to Miami and then I had, you know, two and then three and then four. And now every morning I come in uh, to the Levitard show with Stugatz and Dan brings in a little colada for everyone and so we all share them in the producer's room and just down shots of it all day so you I'm guys, like junkies. yeah, yeah, we, yeah. It, yes for those Actually. of you who don't know or have never had cafecito or a colada imagine the, I sold a little pin of a cute cartoon called like Charlie the crack pipe. You know what I mean? <laughs> <laughs> but it's like, it, it, it's too intense. I, I don't even like coffee, but like, I can imagine that, that you, you are obviously so wired. Like I honestly, I think like, remember in Pulp Fiction, uh, when Uma Thurman got stabbed with the adrenaline shot in, that was cafecito. That's yes. what woke her up. You know mm -hmm. what I mean? <laughs> From death. Exactly. Yeah. It's crazy because you could just be dragging. Like we, we start pretty early on the show and we go for like five or six hours sometimes like long recordings you could be dragging and it doesn't matter how crappy you feel you have one shot of a little cafecito you are golden like you're talking at two times podcast speed some people tell me sometimes <laughs> when they listen to the podcast i'm like double speed they're like we have to slow down when jess talks because she's too fast <laughs> when she's had cafecito we went to i took christian and two other guys when we were in miami i believe it was for some type of all-star event i forgot what it was oh no we were there for um the uh, neymar event I took him to a Rey de, de, de la Frita, which is the, like the little Cuban burger joint all the way out there. And I got a colada and I started giving everyone those little cups and everyone Christian's like, I don't drink coffee. The other two were like, yeah, I just had coffee. And the other guy's like, I just drank an energy drink. So I said, you know what? I'll just sip it a little bit without thinking. I drank the whole cup by myself. <laughs> I was in the Uber, like, I think I'm going to have a heart attack. I mean, I've been drinking coffee since I was six. That was too much. Could you imagine drinking that whole cup? I was dying. There should, like, be a Surgeon General's warning on one of those things. Because I think, like, unsuspecting tourists will buy it sometimes, thinking it's just a little, like, double shot of espresso. But it is, like, eight thousand times the amount of caffeine as a double <laughs> shot of espresso like the fact that they just sell this to people without being like hey by the way you're supposed to share this among eight friends is a little dangerous i think Jeez, well it'll okay. be good for fandom in miami though to have a couple cafecitos lying around <laughs> right and I, I wanted to talk a little bit about uh your experience on lepitar show especially when it comes to soccer because i know this there's obviously uh, uh soccer fans and soccer uh you know obviously uh chris whittingham uh uh and mike ryan Ruiz. uh but it, it always you know soccer is really not a subject that comes up too too often unless it's a very big story uh on a show uh like lepitar show so when it comes to the uh, being uh, around it, getting it on the show. What are those conversations uh, like? You know, because I know at the very least, Inter Miami must come up. It, they're getting more popular. And the rumors of Lionel Messi possibly playing for Inter Miami one day. Uh, obviously, you, you would hope that that kind of excitement can, can get into and break into the show. Yeah, it's fascinating because I feel like I don't know if you guys have found this to be true, but I feel like everyone below a certain age now is like 
either a soccer fan or like best friends with a soccer fan. But then everyone above a certain age is still like, ah, soccer, not that popular. And so it kind of is like a generational thing where like all the like younger guys on the show, like always want to talk about the soccer news and like Mike and and Witty will try to always bring it back to inner Miami or whatever, like premier league thing is going on or whatever world cup euros. Um, and like Dan and Stugatz are like, they're like, no one cares about this. And, And like Mike and Witty are always like, this is the most popular sport in the world. So like last week we were talking about Messi. I can't even remember how much money his last contract at Barca was, but it's like four times what like an NFL contract would be for the same amount of time. And he's like, yeah, like best soccer player in the world. Kind of expensive, right? Because that's how many people (laughs) watch this and care about it. I just thought it was a funny comment because it's so true. Like our our little like tiny American sports fan brains can't like comprehend the fact that La Liga is huge and Messi is international star, not just popular in, you know, Kansas City or something like Pat Mahomes is. Right. (laughs) It's just shocking to Americans that like, wait a minute, not everyone knows the dolphins aren't good. No, <laughs> right? no, they don't. They could care less. <laughs> yeah. So I don't know. I, I, I always try to talk about the U.S. women's national team when I can, too, because obviously they're like this amazing success story, except for obviously this year at the Olympics. Um, they fell a little bit short, but it's it's very funny to me how different like the spheres of influence are dependent on like who you're talking about on the show and it, it goes for other sports too because there's like a couple of people on the show who love baseball and then there's like three guys on the show who are like i haven't watched baseball since like 1997 so it kind yeah. of is funny how we all bring a different thing to the show i could it's, care it's, less about baseball strange. i mean alexis is cuban i'm dominican and baseball has now become this like you know, are my grandparents playing it? You know right. what I mean? Like, yeah. I'm like so less interested in it just because the way it's even delivered to me. Like, what did you think of the um, Field of Dreams game? Like, I'm watching this and I'm like, this is not working. This is not working <laughs> for me. What child is going to be like, there's a bunch of corn and baseball. And now I am I am hooked. I felt like it was a thing for old nostalgia for old people. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I so I've never seen the movie Field of Dreams. So I was watching it and I was like, <laughs> okay, like on the one hand, I think that it's a great thing for MLB to try. Like it's a great example of how you right. can turn a game into an event because I think sports needs more of that because like everything is so mundane and kind of old and stale at times, especially with baseball, when every broadcast feels the same and there's 162 games in a season and only like five of them towards September matter. Um, <laughs> so I was glad that they tried that because I think it's cool. Like they're thinking outside the box. However, I also found the end, like the opening part with Kevin Costner and the fans coming or the <laughs> players come out of the corn. I was like, this is no pun intended. This is so corny and contrived. And like, yeah. I just was rolling my eyes. I also have no attachment to this film. Right. So I'm just watching and I'm like, who likes this? This is so like, oh my God. Come on, Kevin I'm just a bunch of 60 year old dudes who watched it with their dads. That's the I mean, only the people f- who the, care about the this. The movie thing. was fine. It was a fine movie. Wasn't I mean, it about did... a guy who played baseball with dead people in Iowa? <laughs> is that, what, is it's that what it's about? Like, I have no idea, honestly. <laughs> yeah. Like, so I get, like, if you're a fan of that film, that was probably really cool to see. And, like, all your, your favorite players, if you're a Yankees fan or a White Sox fan, and it ended up being a great game, too. Like, if, if like, soccer did something like this and they did like a bend it like Beckham game or something I'd be like let's go oh, I am about this this is gonna be awesome this is my favorite movie when I was younger I love this movie it's the best it's about women playing soccer and friendship and like defying cultural norms but like yeah I just like it, like Veal the Dreams doesn't do it for me 
You heard it. You heard it, MLS. Jess wants you to do an Air Buds uh, game where each team has a dog. In it. Oh, my God. That would be one. amazing. It would be kind of fun. I'm not going to lie to you. You That's put a puppy out idea. there. <laughs> put a puppy out there in an in a Inter-Miami kit. I mean, you, you have to I'm cut watching. this out of the pod. You got, like you can't give this away for free. What are you doing? <laughs> now, I'm sprinkling it out there. Just give me a sweet. Give me a flake to the game and a sweet. One <laughs> thing I love about Bender like Beckham nowadays is when people uh, put clips on Twitter, people now analyze the game, like the actual soccer part, uh, as like you know, like actual play by play. So the last, the last kick where where you, we you know the angle of it going over the wall and and uh, and watching the keeper try to save it. Most people analyze and they're like, where? Why was the keeper positioned like that? What a terrible. <laughs> Okay, but you also just gave me goosebumps describing that scene. I was like, oh, it's so good. Agreed, agreed. That's hilarious. You guys are like, oh, well, the, technically the goalkeeper was in a bad place. And you're like, the movie put me in a good place. So who cares? I mean, this is the same thing with Rudy, right? Like people, I went to Notre Dame and people are always being like, Rudy was offsides. Rudy was offsides. It's like, no, like just shut up. Like it's a movie. Yeah. Like just, that's not the point. Like you're just missing the point. It's so annoying to me. I'm, I'm so very f- triggered. I just triggered myself by bringing up Rudy. I don't know why. You I got did yourself that. angry now at this I'm hypothetical pissed. person. <laughs> Who brought up Rudy? Oh, sh- it was me. Damn it. <laughs> you actually went to Notre Dame and you played soccer in Notre Dame, but you also played soccer in Clemson. I mean, Clemson is one of those schools where playing soccer there is like, uh, you know, like you're a mini god. What was that like? Well, I played club soccer, first of all, but all the varsity girls were on my team because they all quit for some reason. So it was very intense. Like we ran like three mile conditioning workouts like on a Wednesday. And I was like, I thought this was club soccer, but we were like really, really good. It was awesome. Yeah. At Clemson, like club soccer, you know, right? (laughs) Exactly. That's true. That's a good point. You you have a bottle. You have a bottle of vodka in your hand. You're like, I think I might have gotten this wrong (laughs) (laughs) at clemson like every person there does an activity or plays a sport and notre dame is like a little similar with the one exception being that like four months out of the school year it is uninhabitable terrain like you cannot go outside without freezing your like toes falling off basically so clemson's like much more amenable to outdoor activities than notre dame was so notre dame club soccer was fun but like November, December, January, February, March, April, sometimes May. (laughs) Like, it was so cold there. And the other problem with Notre Dame sports, like intramural sports or club sports, people there, like, really care about getting good grades and studying and exams. Boo. Yeah. Yeah. Not us. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. (laughs) Exactly. I walked into college like, who wants, who needs clean pee? That's what I'm here for. (laughs) (laughs) Let's make some money. <laughs> what was were there any um uh, any players that you played with that ended up uh going you know play, maybe playing professionally or playing overseas? Anybody that uh Ooh, that, that's I a don't good know, question. You may know or, or may not know. Not that I can think of off the top of my head, to be honest. But you know, I also have a terrible long term memory. Like okay. I can't remember anything that happened before. March 2020 at this point. Let's be Sounds honest. Sounds like a real Cubs fan. I'm not going to lie to you. <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah, you you, you said form, your former MLB team. Is there any particular reason? Was it that loss against the Marlins that changed it for you? Well, once the Marlins sent me all of those goodies, <laughs> I had yeah. to really decide, like, am I going to be a Marlins fan after, you know, they've done this like amazing, welcoming, accommodating thing for me. Or am I going to stick with the Cubs who frankly have never sent me shit? 
So <laughs> the balls you heard in your it court, here Chicago first, Cubs. Cubs. Let's go. I saw you posted a picture with that weird. I don't know what is it a statue that like the dolphin jumps around every time the Marlins score a home run. I thought that thing was like hated by everybody. You seem to be really happy to be in front of that thing. <laughs> oh my god! Okay, it's the home run sculpture. So it used to be in Marlins Park when they opened the park, and a lot of people were like, "This is tacky." Like there was a dolphin that would jump out, and like lights would go up when it, there was a home run. And so when Derek Jeter bought the team, he like the first one of the first things he did, other than like you know trade Giancarlo Stanton and Christian Yelich, I guess, was uh, <laughs> remove the home run statue and or sculpture. And the artist who made it lives in New York City. I believe he's like a, a relatively well-known artist. And so it was a whole thing. It was like kind of offensive. Like, why would you move this beautiful piece of art? It's not tacky. Like, this is so Miami. It's colorful. It's bright. It's a little weird. It's funky. Um, but then they ended up putting it, they like reconstructed it outside the stadium. So now, or yeah, stadium. I don't know. It's an indoor stadium. I think indoor stadiums are so <laughs> weird for baseball. We could talk about that later. But anyway, so it's right outside. So you walk in and you see it and it's very pretty. So I took a picture in front of it. I love it. It is to me... <laughs> The top tier of art, American art. <gasps> it's beautiful. It's very Miami. It's loud. It's very colorful. And it looks like it's talking with its hands. And That's it's, the most it's, <laughs> yes. And it's like polarizing. It's like some people hate it. Some people love it. Like it just is Miami. You're exactly right. Yeah. You just need a statue to sell you Coke. And then it's officially <laughs> <laughs> the most Miami statue of all time. The statue's like, hey, I got a table at Live Tonight. <laughs> Yeah, that is Miami. Yeah, like, exactly. <laughs> I got a table that live, bro. <laughs> you're like, did the statue just bro me? <laughs> I got I got bottles at Story. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I know a guy at Versailles. If you, <laughs> if you need to get it, let's talk a little bit about. You mentioned the U.S. Women's National Team uh, a little bit. We are uh, obvious, uh, obviously, stands of uh, pr- pretty much anybody that goes through that team. Uh, they become. It's an interesting thing because the U.S. Women's National Team is. Uh, I mean, I don't. I think it's inarguable. Arguable at this point, where it, it is the most popular soccer team we have uh in the united states without a doubt i mean that that is clear but the the anybody who plays on that team is like almost knighted uh and and becomes not only like a hero but they everybody wants to know uh everything about them people it's like a like a comic book movie where we're they're like i'm I'm Midge Purse, and I'm yeah, Carly yeah. Lloyd, or I'm whatever. More you know of what a like, Rapino, <laughs> you know, <laughs> they just attach themselves. Uh, like, do do you? What are those early memories of, of why you started uh, connecting with the U.S. Women's National Team or, or favorite players and things like that? Well, yeah. So I started playing soccer when I was super young, like three years old, like as early as I can remember. And so it was right around the time that they won the first World Cup with Mia Hamm and like the, you know, historic World Cup. Um, So Mia Hamm was like my favorite player. I just thought she was so cool. And it was so cool to have like as, as, you know, cliche as it sounds like a female sports role model, because like there were just weren't a lot, to be honest, Mm -hmm. Um, in terms of professional sports at the time, too. Like all you had were the major four American sports and then like college football was all I watched. So it was it was cool to be able to turn on TV and see them make this run. Um, and Mia Hamm was awesome. One of my friends on my soccer team, like my teammate, she had like a Mia Hamm cardboard cutout in her basement. And I always thought that was so cool. I was like, I want that. But like, why? Like, what does that do? Like, what is that? Who is that for? I don't know. I don't know why. Like, what is the purpose of a cardboard cutout of an athlete? I don't know. But I was for some reason as like a six year old, I was like that. Like my parents don't love me until they buy me that. And obviously they did because they don't love me. Yeah. 
<laughs> Growing up, I only ever saw those at liquor stores. So when I saw a kid who had one, I'm like, did you rob a liquor store? <laughs> How did you get a cardboard cut out of a player? <laughs> so you, speaking of the women's national team, obviously Carly Lloyd, a legend. Uh, she just announced her retirement from international soccer uh, and from the women's national team. I guess, what are your initial thoughts on that? My initial thoughts? Well, I kind of expected it. I think a lot of people expected that she would retire soon. Um, I'm bummed that I won't get to see her play international internationally. I think she said she'd play a few more games with Gotham FC this year. But um, I don't know. I was just thinking about like some of my favorite Carly Lloyd moments. I think it was the 2015 World Cup where she had that the hat trick. And there was yeah. that the one goal where she like chipped it. You guys know what I'm talking yeah, about? From half, half, from the, half field, the pitch, yeah. it was insane. Yeah, that was insane. So, yeah, that I, I'll, I will definitely miss that. But she, like you said, she's a legend. She's probably like top five U.S. women national team player of all time in terms of scoring. Um, I don't know sp- specifically her like scoring stats because I'm not an encyclopedia. I wish I was sometimes. But <laughs> I'm always so it's jealous a- of people who just like pull sports stats like out of their butt. Like, I don't like that's not me. But anyway, I could never they're, do that. They're, you know what? They're nerds that intimidate me. <laughs> Thank and I don't you. like you. <laughs> Yeah. Thank you. <laughs> Same people who can't remember their significant other's birthday, but they're like, I think Jeter hit 300. Like, yes. How do you know that? <laughs> Why do you know that? I just we, wanted to, we had uh, one uh, question from a fan before we wrap up. I, I just wanted to get there. This is from Gully Squad. This is our supporters group. These are uh, the fans that love the Cooligans so much, and they, they have the, uh, an opportunity uh, to uh, toss uh, questions to our guests. Uh, and Douglas Reyes Cerrone, he's a DC United fan. Great, great dude. He asked uh, uh, a question. He says, what are your plans for your first Inter Miami match uh, when you inevitably go? What what uh, what's the what's the move? That's a great question. Well, I think my move whenever I go to a new sporting event or stadium, I judge it completely based off the food choices. So, like last Friday, I was at the Marlins game and they gave me a bunch of food. I was like, okay, like I you know, I, am I allowed to swear on this show? I won't. Just yeah, in yeah, case. Go for it. I was gonna say I can fuck with this. This is good stuff. Like they gave me like <laughs> yeah. we had I had plantains, like it was good, nachos. Oh, I saw so, that. Yeah, that was amazing. Yeah. yeah. Like they had like, you know, like shredded pork and rice and like plantains, like at a ballpark. I was like at Wrigley Field, they're like they slap you in the face with a hot dog and say, like, go have fun. <laughs> like they don't give you much of anything there. And and that's outside like, the stadium. Right. Uh. <laughs> <laughs> like, they like dump an old style on your head and they're like, Welcome to Wrigley. Like <laughs> <laughs> the food options there are not like elevated um, as yeah. far as I don't can. Don't touch the ivy. You know? <laughs> <laughs> it's poisonous. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah, I'll probably go. I'll probably like check out all the different food, eat it all at my seat. And then, you know, like my my coworker, Chris Whittingham, I think is the voice of uh, Inter Miami's radio coverage. So maybe I'll like right. hop on the radio, listen to him do the call from my seat. That would be kind of fun. That's amazing. There you go. I, don't know. You I got love how you said. I think, I think he's the voice, and he's a hundred percent the voice. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> he works for Inter Miami. He is there. I You're like, it's a friend of mine. I don't know what he does, but apparently he's in a radio booth out there. So, <laughs> I mean, he could just be like lying and like pretending he does it. He actually who doesn't. Knows, like that knows, would be crazy you know? if he faked it. Fake yeah, it till yeah. you make this it. Is, it yeah, that uh, uh, what is it? Um, Grant Walt's co-host is some imposter. Yes. Uh, who knows who, who that could be? Uh, <laughs> I don't trust them. That's all I know. You interrupt the radio broadcast and be like, "Hey, what are you doing? What is this? Who are you talking to?" 
<laughs> uh, Jess, thank you so much uh, for joining us. We have a couple of pieces of business before we wrap up. We have, uh, I have to get to our Galasso gift. This is uh, your opportunity to celebrate a goal on, uh, on our show. We will turn it into a gift that will live into, on the internet forever. Alexis will give you a scenario. Alexis, what do you suggest? Okay, uh, you and everyone else at Metal Lark Media decide that they're uh, going to put on a, uh, a friendly soccer game. Uh, and it's up to you. And someone tells you that if you score this next goal, all the people jumping into your DMs trying to mansplain sports to you, even though you've been in sports your whole life, will magically disappear. They will just be gone. And you, just like Ben like Beckham, go around. The keeper was in the wrong position. You curl it around the wall and you score. That means no more mansplaining on social media for you. How do you celebrate? This is what I'm going to do. I'm going to do like a, a dab and then I'm going to go in the bag. <laughs> it's like you're holding a bag and you like punch it yeah you do look like you're punching a pet you're holding though I'm not gonna lie. <laughs> uh incredible it's a great combo uh, the, yeah that, boom i love it i love it <laughs> at the same time you dab yes, into the bag uh, absolutely, absolutely incredible <laughs> Thank you so much uh, for joining us. Let us, uh, uh, yes, a, a reminder, um, everybody go follow uh, Jess, uh, listen to her on Levitard Show. Is there anything else you want to uh, plug before we wrap up? No, my Levitard Show with Stu Gatz. We're on Apple, Spotify. We stream on YouTube once a week. And you can follow me on social media, Jessica Smetana, S-M-E-T-A-N-A. My last name means sour cream and check. Nice. Okay. Uh, and make sure everybody follow at Soccer Cooligans on all social platforms. Also, uh, follow at Football Sports and subscribe to the Football Sports YouTube channel, channel for more clips of the show. All right, Jess, let's end the show the way we normally do, as is tradition. Uh, so, for Jess Smetana, my name is Christian Polanco. I'm Alexis Guerreros. And together, what are we? The, the Cool